0: This is No Fee TV, where legal help is always free.
1: Good evening and welcome once again to No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. Our topic today is dog safety. Now, owning a dog is a big responsibility. You already know you need to provide your dog love and a good home, but you also need to train and socialize that dog. And we've got some professional advice on that later in the show. But first up, let's meet some of our experts from the law firm of Edgar Snyder and Associates, one of the partners and a regular contributor to this show, attorney Jason Lichtenstein here. And sitting next to Jason is one of our special guests tonight. She's the communications director at Animal Friends. Please welcome Jolene Miklas to No-Fee TV. And Jolene, you've got your hands full tonight. (laughs) Who do we have?
2: A very special guest. (laughs)
1: That's right. And who do we have? Sun Sun?
2: This is Sun Sun. Sun Sun's available for adoption at Animal Friends. And he is a very active dog. I came ready to talk about how he's no couch potato. And uh, right now this is getting a little bit boring for our (laughs) energetic guy. But he is wonderful. He's a three-year-old golden retriever, Chow Mix. He loves everyone he has ever met. And he is a real sweetheart. He lived with kids before and he liked it. And oh goodness, he wants a family that will make him a real part of the family. To go on hikes, go on picnics, have fun, be on the go.
0: You can tell. Yeah, Jason, it's great to see you too. You too, too Shelly. Nice to have
1: you back. Thank you. You do some work with Animal Friends. Tell us about that connection. We
0: do. Edgar Snyder and Associates is very proud of our affiliation with Animal Friends. It's such an amazing organization. Um, You know, we represent the victims of dog bites and we certainly are dog lovers ourselves, but the owners of dogs are responsible for the actions of their pets and what Animal Friends does in terms of its behavioral uh, teachings and training of dogs goes well and above just the, the, the shelter that it is as well for dogs and we're very proud to be associated with them.
1: Jolene, why don't you tell us about some of the programs that Animal Friends has available?
0: Oh,
2: Animal Friends is a full-service animal welfare organization and we're a nonprofit that depends on donations. Yeah. <laughs> we have, what we're known for is that we're a great place to adopt a pet, to adopt a dog, cat, or a rabbit. Um, but we're really proud of our Spay and Muta program. Um, we're able to alter, oh, Sun Sun. <laughs> we alter yeah, over 10,000 animals. We
1: here. might have to take Sun Sun for a little break if you could, <laughs> so that she can explain some <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. <laughs> So we offer a full range of services for pets and for people. We offer low-cost spay neuter services to low-income pet owners so we can try to keep unwanted pets from entering shelters. And a very important part of today's conversation is the behavior classes that we offer. Every other month, we have a new slate of classes as part of Animal Friends University. These are classes for pets and for people and an important part of that is the pet behavior classes so that we can make sure that the pets in our community are living with people in a way that's safe and makes both the pets and the people happy
1: we're looking at uh, some of the wonderful photos oh now how can you not adopt those adorable faces I mean really when you walk in there (laughs) absolutely beautiful facility tell us what you do once the animals get to your shelter what is the process once they
2: sure well animals come to animal friends from a variety of backgrounds Um, maybe from a family that couldn't keep them or from another shelter or from a situation of abuse or neglect so some of them might arrive uh, frightened unsocialized Um, some might not have their manners yet. So from the moment they enter the door, we're working with those pets and helping them gain their manners, gain their people skills so that they can become members of a family. The first step is to get a behavior evaluation so we can see how pets respond to different kinds of ordinary stimuli, whether it's if they go into a home with a child that might touch their food or their favorite toy, how would they react to that? Um, would they go do well in a home with other animals um, Would they do well in a dog park, for example? So we work with these animals. We figure out what kind of training they need, whether it's socialization, whether it is housebreaking, um, whether it's that they need a little bit more help and they work with a mentor from our behavior team or maybe they go into foster care for some really specialized training but we work hard to make sure that these animals regardless of their background when they come in are ready to be a great member of a family a great member of our community
1: is there a time limit on this before I mean, before you actually send them out to a family? Do you have to do all of this before? Or what if someone comes to the shelter and says, oh, I love that dog or cat?
2: There is no time limit to Animal Friends. So we will work with an animal for as long as it takes. And some animals come to us really ready to go home. They come to us. Um, and just with great personalities with a lot of training great experience this is great for someone who says oh I work all day or I have other kids or I have other pets we're able to match them up with an animal that has some great household experience a great family experience but if a pet doesn't have the benefit of that great background we'll work with them for as long as as long as they need it and until we find a loving lifelong match for them.
1: And where are the facilities located?
2: Animal Friends is in the North Hills, we're on Camp Horn Road. Right now we're located on 13 acres with dog parks and walking trails. We always need volunteers to come join our efforts uh, to keep our animals socialized, exercised. We always need donations as well. Um, And it's a great place to come visit, whether you want to adopt or shop in our store or take a class.
1: All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the responsibilities of pet owners. So please stay with us. Welcome back to No Fee TV, where legal help is always free, and tonight we're talking about dog safety. And with us is Jason Lichtenstein. He is an attorney with Edgar Snyder and Associates to talk all about that. And Jason, I think we have a photo of some very important people in your life, and you've got a pet yourself, right?
0: We we do. We have a, a young puppy, a Havanese puppy. She's nine months old. Her name is Lily. She's there with my three boys and it's the first pet that our family's ever had and she has been such a welcome addition we love her to death and she's the only girl in the family so she's spoiled aside from my wife.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say it's always good to have that though well that's wonderful we all know obviously pets are meant to be loved and we love our dogs and they're so close to us but there are some things that we have to keep in mind if we are going to be a dog owner so let's talk a little bit about some of those responsibilities when it comes to owning a dog.
0: Absolutely well the first thing that you have to understand in terms of being a dog owner is in the eyes of the law a dog is a piece of property no different than if you invited someone into your house and there was a dangerous condition such as a defective stair or a condition on the floor that causes someone to fall in terms of the dog itself even though you have a special almost human bonding with the dog in the eyes of the law the dog is considered property So if the dog is a dangerous dog, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you are responsible in the same fashion that you would be if you invite a guest into your house and that guest is injured due to a dangerous condition. Now there are two main laws in Pennsylvania that dog owners should be familiar with. The first is generally called a leash law, although it has a special name in terms of the legislation but the leash law essentially requires the owner of a dog to have the dog when it's outside enclosed in an area or otherwise restrained by some sort of a lead or a leash when the dog is being out in public on a walk the dog also has to have a collar and a leash on. In terms of negligence and liability as an owner of a dog if your dog is to get loose and injure someone, it's a very difficult case to defend. So there is a duty and a responsibility on the owner of a dog to make sure that that dog is restrained at all times.
1: What about when you see dogs at dog parks and places like that, and dogs are running free, or in other parks too, for that matter? I mean, you're still responsible even then?
0: Absolutely. Um, If you choose to allow your dog to run loose in a dog park, and your dog injures a person or even another animal, you are responsible we can't make claims in this world against dogs we can't sue dogs but we can make claims against their owners if they're irresponsible and allow their dogs to be put in positions where they can harm other people and that gets into the second major law in Pennsylvania that dog owners should be aware of and it's called the dangerous dog law and that occurs at a district magistrate's office when either a police officer or an animal control officer brings charges against the owner of a dog that has inflicted significant injuries on a human being or another animal. And if the dog is deemed to be dangerous, there are some really onerous penalties associated with it for the owner. For instance, um, if your dog is deemed to be a dangerous dog, Uh, you have to have a sign in your yard that says dangerous dog and the sign also has to have a symbol that children can understand to indicate that there's a dangerous dog on the premises the the dog has to be enclosed on the premises at all times and when taken out in public the dog has to wear a muzzle and a a large chain uh, or leash that's strong enough to keep the dog restrained at all times The owner of the dog also has to post a bond or pay a $50,000 liability insurance policy on that dog. And whenever that dog changes hands uh, or otherwise injures someone else, it has to be reported to the state and the local municipality. So it's so onerous for people that are deemed to own dangerous dogs that sometimes the dogs are, are put down instead.
1: Why would someone want to have a dangerous dog or keep them if they have to go through all of that anyway?
0: You know that's a very good question and I think it is most people who own dogs or cats or any pet will tell you that that they consider that pet as a member of the family and um, sometimes unfortunately um, it's hard to look at the actions of your pet rationally and so the pet you can keep the dangerous dog if, you are, if the dangerous dog injures a, another person or another animal, there is penalties associated criminally with the owners of the dangerous dog, including potential jail time.
1: Wow, okay, a lot of stuff that uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, hopefully we'll talk to Sun Sun. We'll visit with Sun Sun. <laughs> we'll also get some information from our animal trainer. Please stay with us. back to No Fee TV where legal help is always free and our topic tonight is dog safety. Now we talked to attorney Jason Lichtenstein a little bit ago about the responsibilities of pet owners. But joining me now is Lillian Aiken, she's also from Animal Friends and she's a dog trainer and Sun Sun is back with us again. Hi Sun Oh Sun Sun's leaving. Sun Sun's <laughs> done. I think Sun Sun's bored with me. So <laughs> but anyway, what a dog. Yeah, I think Sun Sun is a little bit excited. This is a different environment for him. But Tell us about the work that you do with Animal Friends and what your training involves. Okay,
3: So um, part of my job is assisting in the evaluation of the dogs coming in. So every dog who enters the door at Animal Friends gets an evaluation, a behavioral evaluation. So um, you know, I, we will, I will assist in, in doing the evaluation. And then sometimes the evaluation um, shows us some um, difficulty that the, the dog might be facing. The dog might have a little bit of food aggression, um, or the dog might be a jumper, or the, you know, the dog might have really poor leash manners. or um, you know, So then, then I will actually write a behavior plan for the dog. And then we have staff members, and we also have um, volunteers. The majority of, our, of the people doing the behavior plans for our dogs at Animal Friends are volunteers. So then they will um, um, do the behavior plan, and then I will help monitor it and um, help decide when the dog is ready for adoption, um, and help you know evaluate what kind of home the dog should go into, et cetera
1: people aren't always sure and if you're not a dog owner you may not know how to introduce yourself to a dog or mm-hmm. what you should do when you meet a dog for the first time. I was always told you hold your hand mm-hmm. down and let the dog sniff so mm-hmm. that you know he or she can become familiar. Maybe if you could go through that process okay. for us because I'm okay. sure that happens to so many people. Yes every day. and I don't think it is a good
3: idea to put your hand out. Oh to see look it's, at that. It, a lot of people, wanted me to get bed. A lot of people will say let your dog sniff <laughs> the hand but to be honest with you their noses are so they have so many it's so much better you know stronger than ours that they can smell your hand over here. So I think the best thing to do is just stand there um, and just kind of look away a little bit and let the dog approach you. And one of the mistakes that people make is if the dog doesn't want to approach you, the dog probably doesn't want to meet you. So then that's when people put their hands out and they approach the dog and let me pet the dog. And the owner's like, come on, come see the person. And that's how bites can happen. See, you people know, do that to me, mm-hmm. so it's
1: not these dogs that, yeah. wow, I should yeah. probably be taking a hint that. But no, that's great information yeah. because, again, I always thought that that's, that was what I was always no, talking I
3: would let the dog come to you, and if the dog come, doesn't come to you, don't force it. And don't force yourself on the dog. You know, because the hand, some dogs have had bad experiences with hands coming towards their face, so a hand like this, um, the other thing people like to do is they like to offer treats with their hand, but then the hand is there and it might be scary to the dog, and so you're asking to be bitten. So the best thing to do is just stand there, let the dog come to you, and then if the dog comes to you and is poking you and wants some attention, then you should pet him.
1: We have about 20 seconds left. What do you do? How can you tell if a dog is threatened? Would they give signs? Oh, dogs always, people say dog that dog bit out of out of the blue. That
3: rarely happens. A lot of times dogs will give you the whites of the eyes, we call it whale eye their ears will go back, they'll look away from you, they'll start licking their lips, they'll kind of crouch away from you. Those are all signs that the dog really doesn't want to be approached. But we don't always see that. People don't always interpret that as that sometimes they, when they roll over, they don't want to have their bellies
1: rubbed. Okay, so, when we come back, <clears throat> we're going to talk about how to prevent dog bites, but also what to do if you have been bitten by a dog. So please stay with us for more of no Key TV. Welcome back to No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. And we're talking tonight about dog safety. We have attorney Jason Lichtenstein with us and some wonderful people from Animal Friends. And right now we have a caller, Pat on the line, who has a question for Jason. Pat, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Uh, I have a question. If you have a life dog license for Allegheny County and you reside in the borough or township, Do you also need a license for that
0: borough or township? Good question. The short answer is yes. Uh, Each township or borough or municipality might have special ordinances or laws pertaining to dog ownership. So, yes, you should look into that. Uh, You could be fined if you were found uh, not to be in compliance with whatever the regulations might be.
1: All right, Jason, I got some statistics from the Edgar Snyder & Associates website, and these are some pretty interesting figures here. About 4.7 million people in the U.S. bitten by dogs each year. 42% of the victims are children 11 and younger.
0: That's right, and um, those statistics are, are, are really somewhat disturbing. Um, what I will tell you is is that a lot of times I see the children being involved in the dog bites, obviously because they're not familiar with these pets and and have less of a reservation of going up to these dogs and petting them when they should not be.
1: About a thousand people, too, require emergency care for dog bite injuries every single day. Family dogs make up to 65 percent of fatal attacks. Nearly three-quarters of attacks occur on the dog owner's property.
0: And I think that's a function of uh, many times children, when walking outside, especially in the summer months, might approach a dog that's, that's in its yard. Um, and uh, even though the child should not be doing that, we know how children act, and so, so that happens. I will also say that with respect to the children and their injuries, we see a lot of injuries that occur on conspicuous areas of their body, unfortunately. Like, for instance, their face and their neck, because I think dogs have an innate sense of trying to attack in those areas. Um, the scarring and disfigurement that occurs on, in these cases uh, has such a, a very, very large—not only physical and cosmetic toll, but also emotional toll. Because growing up with scars and having cosmetic defects on your face when you're in your formative years, you know, oftentimes these children are teased by their classmates and so forth.
1: What do you do then if you are injured by a dog or? your child is injured by a dog somebody that you know
0: well obviously the first thing you would do is to seek medical care as quickly as possible that's by far the most important thing if you are injured by a dog that is um, a dangerous dog or a dog where the owners knew or should have known that the dog should not have been in public or otherwise attacked uh, you as a person you can make a claim under the owner of the dogs homeowners insurance
1: Um, Are there particular dogs, we have about 30 seconds, that are more dangerous than others?
0: Uh, That's a very controversial question and I can tell you that there are, uh, with respect to breeds, um, it's all how you bring the dog up. That being said, obviously pit bulls are a certain breed that we see a lot of injuries, but that doesn't mean that uh, they as a breed are dangerous as much as maybe they're not being trained appropriately by their owners and that's something that Uh, I think Animal Friends is where they come into play and are wonderful on the training aspect of it.
1: All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this week's show. We want to thank Jason Lichtenstein for providing his legal expertise. And a special thank you to Jolene and Lillian for giving us an insider's look at Animal Friends and the importance of dog safety. Don't forget you can learn more about Animal Friends and all their adoptable animals by visiting them online at thinkingoutsidethecage.org. Now, next week, Dennis Liotta and Rick Rosenthal will be here to discuss social security disability benefits. This is a must-see episode for anyone with disabilities who cannot work or who has a loved one in that situation. So until then, thanks for watching and be safe.
0: Thank you again for tuning into this edition of No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. If you have a topic you would like us to cover in a future show, please reach out to us at edgarsnyder.com. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page or on Twitter and Google Plus using the hashtag
1: NoFeeTV. See you next week.